Let's look at Sunday. It's Super Bowl Sunday, but there are still NBA games on. Two games on. How do we close out the W for Week 16? Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I'm the best there is, the best there was and the best there ever will be. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at locked on fantasy basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. There's no term in condition in being a double banger. You just do it. It's a vibe. It's a feeling. It's, it's an idea. But you can also hit a thumbs up, ring a bell, um, subscribe and leave comments on YouTube and then download and review and share the audio side of things. I'm going to give you fair warning here. This might be the worst episode that we ever do. This might be the most boring episode that we ever do because there are only two games on tomorrow, Super Bowl Sunday. One of them starts at 2 p.m. One of them starts at 3 p.m. They'll be done. They'll be dusted. There's not a huge amount to talk about, but you're here anyway. So why don't you just stick around and listen to me serenade you through the joys of fantasy basketball. I will just chuck a couple of things out here because I'm not going to do a recap show of Saturday's games. Uh, I I don't have the time to do that tonight, so I'm not doing that. But I'll throw a couple of things out from some of the early stuff. Trey Mann is starting for Charlotte. Now, I don't know whether Lamella Ball is coming back this season, but I'm okay with adding Trey Mann to see what happens. The fact that he starts immediately is very interesting to me. The second thing is, is Simone Fontecchio for the Pistons went off in that first game. He was great. And I have a look at his numbers. He had 20 points with nine rebounds and took 19 shots, which was second on the team behind Jaden Ivey, which is honestly pretty ridiculous. It's also one of those things that when you talked like a day ago and everyone was all all up on Marcus Sasso, man, this guy's flying. He's going to play so many minutes. And one of my key pushbacks on that was, yeah, but Fontecchio needs to come in and Sasso needs to, or not Sasso, um, Grimes is going to be there and you're going to have Stewart come back. So the minutes are still going to be a little bit crunchy. Same as like, do I overhype Asad Thompson? It's like, well, Fontecchio has got to come back. This, this is this period of time after the trade deadline with one of those, it's the roller coaster, it's the graph of where everyone look at it, of like, it's the ads and then there's the, the absences, then there's the settling, then there's the break, then there's the changes in rotation. It's going to be weird stuff. So yeah, Fontecchio was great today, right? That is fantastic. 32 minutes. I do believe that he will probably start at some point. I've said that all along. I don't think he's going to be second on the team in shot attempts. I don't think he's going to be playing 32 minutes a night every night because Isaiah Stewart, for whatever reason, they firmly believe that he is a starting power forward. So that means one of Asar or Fontecchio comes off the bench. One of those guys comes off the bench. I don't know who it will be. I think it'll end up being Asar. But then that means you get Asar's minutes coming off the bench. And in this game, Marcus Sasser went from 39 minutes last game to 14. He did have some early fouls, but is his 14 minutes real? And then where does Quentin Grimes fit in? Does he ever play at all? How do they run any of those minutes? So while we all about on the you know, stone temple over here, the tablet from the temple down from the mount, the commandments get out ahead of it. And, and I understand that. This is great from Fontecchio. I don't really buy the usage and I don't buy the minutes holding 
when both Stewart and Grimes, so let's say conservatively, let's say Grimes plays 20 and minimum Stewart plays 24. That's 44 minutes that are going to come in. And yeah, look, the six minutes of Stanley Amude won't be there. Um, you can take some of that away, but will Sasa stay at 14 tonight? Probably not. The 240 game makes it really difficult. Asar, Fontecchio, Sasa, these three guys cannot have 12-team league value together. They can't all be there. And I think, even with Stewart, I think it's going to be a back and forth a lot of the time. So my thing is, add Fontecchio. Right? That's totally okay. We're all about that. We're all about taking chances. Watch who you drop, though. Be really, really cautious of the player you drop. You drop a Herb Jones, I've got no problem with it. I don't think his upside's very high. I don't I don't mean any interest that. Like, you're like, should I drop Paul Reed? Like, absolutely not. I would not do that in a, for a single second. Should I drop you know, Daniel Gafford, who was pretty good coming off the bench for the Mavericks today, but no lively, so I don't even know. I don't think I would do that, but I don't know how that's going to go. Oh, as my voice cracks. So, there's your entertainment for this terrible show that my voice cracked. So, just again, this is a blanket statement with a very specific case study example of what can happen post-deadline where we get excited, the guy came in, but there are factors. Those 14 Sasser minutes, the absence of Stewart, where does Grimes fit in? Is this really the shot distribution? And then you look at it and go, well, does Simone just sit at 27 a night and he takes 11 shots? And maybe that's real. We don't know. Be careful who you drop. Be careful. That That is, what, that is how I'll uh, approach that. So, in terms of injuries for tomorrow, well, I might as well just tell you what the games are for tomorrow because, again, there's only two of them. We've got um, the first game, the 2 p.m. game, is Boston at Miami. The second game, the 3 p.m. game, is Sacramento at Oklahoma City. What we know at the moment is that the package, Jaden Springer is out, traded to Boston. We know that Xavier Tillman is out with his knee. Now, they are not out because of the trade. They're out because of an ankle injury to Springer and a knee for Tillman. Um, Chris Duarte has got an ankle injury that's going to keep him out through the All-Star break for the Kings. You've got Jimmy Butler, who's popped up as questionable for personal reasons. Now, that that is very interesting. General soreness with some personal reasons. Hmm. The other one is Hayward Highsmith who is off the injury report. Now, I don't know if you're aware, the Highsmith situation is terrible. He was driving home from a game, I believe it was, and struck a pedestrian who was pushing a broken down car across a road that had no lights whatsoever, and he hit the guy. Not his fault. Like, he wasn't drunk. He wasn't none of that stuff. There's just a guy pushing a car across a dark road with no lights on, and he got hit. That guy went to hospital with very, very... He didn't, he didn't die, but he had very, very serious injuries. I believe there was some... I heard there was a risk of like an amputation for that guy, like a really serious injury. Highsmith's actually not injured, but obviously a lot of legal stuff and questioning and just the guilt of, of hitting a person driving home. That's a terrible situation, obviously, for Hayward, who was just driving, and then a random bloke out of the dark walks in front of your car. So yeah, like that. that's a terrible spot. Um, we hope that he's not that he's going to be in the rotation necessarily because he was out of it over the last couple of games, but he's been in and out of the rotation the whole time. But just one of those very like bad situations that did happen um, to Haywood, and we do hope that that everything is okay with him and, and with the person obviously that suffered the injuries. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. When you are hiring for your small business, you want to find quality for professionals that are right for the job. That is why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. I've done hiring many times in my past life. I've, I've hired 
I would say, at least 100 people, right? And it's a, it can be a real pain trying to deal with and sort through the resumes that come in and interview processes and getting the right candidates. The amount of times that people apply for a job that they have no qualifications for is ridiculous. And that's where LinkedIn can help. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. It is a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It can give you access to professionals that you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all of that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnMBA. That is linkedin.com slash LockedOnMBA. You can post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, um, so let's see. What are we doing to win the individual categories? How are we streaming in for a Yahoo Points League? And... Honestly, Yahoo points and ESPN points, it's the same list of guys. Now, normally on these shows, I've used a roster cutoff of 39% to deal with some dead leagues and give you options. But because I know some of you play in 8s and 10s and 12s and 14s and 16s, in all of these lists today, we're changing it up a little bit and there's going to be some guys, no one's going to be more than 50%, 7% rostered. That is the upper limit cutoff, but you're going to have some guys available for the shallow leagues, the 57 percenters, and you can just see on this list who's available in your league. We're going to have some that are the mid-range 10 and 12 team standard leagues, and then you're going to have some of the deeper 14, 16 team league options who will be available. But remember on a day like this, four games on, Limited options. The Jimmy Butler one will open up a ton of stuff if he's out though, by the way. There are, you're going to have to just rely on who's going to play 20 minutes. Like that guy might actually be enough for you on a day like this. So for Yahoo points, again, this will be the same list for ESPN points. I'll show the ESPN points. It's exactly, literally exactly the same. We're looking at Fanta Pants, Kevin Herter. We're looking at Al Horford. The Pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Ah, Zen. Um, Lou Dort, uh, Caleb Martin, and Josh Richardson. Obviously, Caleb Martin, Josh Richardson, uh, even Jaime Jaquez would jump up significantly if General Soreness is called into duty. So there'd be some different things that, that don't, do jump up there for the Miami Heat. I'll put it across because I did create the slide, but it's literally the same. The same bunch of guys for an ESPN points league. Uh, I'd be looking at those even in the same order in terms of value to stream in to get those extra points. Now, you've got to pay attention to lineups and weird late scratches and all that sort of stuff. Although with those four teams on Boston, Miami, Sacramento, and OKC, their rotations are relatively stable. The one I'd watch again is going to be Jim Butler. And the other one in OKC is, do they play recently signed Bismack Biombo? Watch that one. Will he get the backup minutes? Will he not play every matchup? Will they be happy to run Kenrich and Pig Williams as the backup and, and mix Biombo in there? That's one to watch as well. I haven't really included Biombo here. I don't know if A is going to be available or B, they're going to play him. But that's one of those ones, again, as we head through all the trade deadline and post-trade deadline and buyout cutoff all over the next couple of weeks where random stuff is going to happen. And there is going to be so many changes. Go and check out the Week 17 All-Star Game Break Week preview earlier today where I talked at length about the the changes over the next couple of weeks and the way to sort of approach using your your waiver ads and how things are going to go up and down and the way that teams assess things across the all-star break. In category leagues, if a lot again, a lot of these names are going to be the same because there's only so many players playing. We've got four teams. So let's say there's maximum 40 guys that are actually going to see the court. For points, we are looking at Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter, Lou Dort, Jaime Jaquez. Thank you to everyone who responded to me asking, hey, how do I pronounce Jaquez? Is it actually Jaquez or is it Jaquez? Or is, yeah, Jaquez or Jaquez? It's Jaquez. Jaquez. 
which is what I said originally. I don't know why I changed it. Huckers. Anyway, Jaime Huckers. That's a lot of Huckerses. Um, Josh Richardson, Duncan Robinson. Obviously, these um, Heat players, Huckers, Robinson, uh, Richardson, are, and, and Caleb Martin are going to get boosts if the general's not there. But there's some points stream guys to add in for the points category. For threes. We're talking Fanta Pants a lot here because Kevin Hurd is at the top of this list, followed by Harrison Barnes, Dunkey Robinson, Lou Dort. Then you get to a specialist like Slam and Sammy Hauser in Boston and Joshy Richardson in Miami. The Miami ones are the key upside ones. I will continue to bang on about that and continue to push that through your skull. That that sounds so aggressive. And get that through your skull. Um, that we need those, um, those upside options with those players. And I think, again, I've talked about this a lot. It's one of my big focuses through the fantasy offseason is doing, and you know what I do, and I, I like to pride myself as one of probably the only person who does this from a fantasy perspective and a fantasy show, and it's why you should stay tuned all the way through the, the offseason, is I do research, right? Others will try and react to stuff when it happens, or like, well, this is like, hey, look at this ranking, let's judge this. I do the research that can tend to shape the thoughts that we have, and that's something I pride myself on, pushing it forward. You're doing the research on, you know, uh, statistical correlations between categories, year-on-year correlation, game-by-game variance. And I'm going to be focusing a lot more over this offseason on that game-by-game variance, um, trying to figure out a way to weave that into projections, and then also looking at you know spike spike rates, which you hear a lot in fantasy football, but this is a different sort of thing. We're not talking about, well, this guy's going to have a spike week. We're talking about who's got the ability, who's the guy that's going to be like 1-0-1-0-1-0-1-0 block versus the guy who is 4-0-0-0-0-0-4-0-0, who's got the higher upside, and looking at that sort of stuff. That is what I think is the next part of it and trying to incorporate um, consistency, variance, um, range of outcomes into valuations of players. What am I talking about? I, I hope I hope it makes sense um, when we're talking about this because yeah, like it's a, I'm losing my mind just a little bit. Um, rebounds. Al Horford's got to be your number one guy here if he's available. We know that when they are fully healthy, he's not a guy that's a absolute must and he's going to sit out games, but Again, despite the protestations of Celtics fans who get so angry if you tell them they're load managing, they're load managing their guys and they have been for weeks and they will continue to do that for weeks. So Horford will get these random spot starts. Of course, he's getting his load managed giggity through this time as well. For rebounds, Al Horford, Caleb Martin, Kevin Love, Trey Lyles, who's playing pretty well at the moment, Lylesy. Uh, Fanta Pants is on that list as well. And then Lou Dort. Seeing Lou Dort's name on a stream list always makes me feel pretty sick because you know what the man does. He'll have two points. In fact, I'm gonna, I am haven't actually double-checked. What did actually Lou Dort do today? How disgusting was it? Let's have a look. He, he probably had a, a monster, did he? Let's have a look. Lou Dort, 18 minutes, 5.0 rebounds. Of course he did the big fella. One of six. One of the... I, I cannot... I know Thunder fans are going to love him. Oh, he's so good defensively. I think he's one of the most overrated and annoying players in the entire NBA. By the way, the Thunder played a 13-man rotation today. So, yeah, I can't stand Lou Dort. Oh, my God, he annoys me as a player. He's he's not as like annoying to watch as some other people, Hassan Whiteside was, but, man, he's a bloody annoying player to me. Assists. Fan of pants. There's just not much in terms of point guards available. There's no one, really. Again, that might change if Butler is out. We get more th- value coming in there through Josh Richardson, through Caleb Martin, through Jaime Haquez. They have to handle the ball more. But at the moment, we're looking at Horford. We're looking at uh, Herder, Horford. We go to Peyton Pritchard, maybe, especially with Jaden Springer out. Pritchard won't get his minutes cut into. You've got Richardson. You've got Davion Mitchell, who's available like everywhere, rightfully so. And then Jaime Haquez down that bottom of that list. We had also, it's important to note, 
especially those of you in deeper leagues, quite a few, like a flurry of 10-day contracts being signed, a flurry of two-way conversions happening, like Keon Ellis from the Kings got converted from a two-way into a full-time contract. Lindy Waters on the Thunder got converted from a two-way into a full-time contract. Bismarck Biombo got signed there. Our second Muhammad uh, Gay got signed. Actually, the one in Atlanta is Muhammad Gay. The one in Toronto now is Mamadou Gay. So we've got two M gays in the NBA now. Justice Winslow is back for a 10-day with the Raptors. Just a bunch of signings that have happened that may or may not impact stuff, but just be aware of those guys coming in. Like Taj Gibson's 10-day expired, then they re-signed him to another 10-day. So there's all this stuff sort of transactional, transactionally happening at the moment. Assists, really, really hard category to get though off the wire at the moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little bit further? Do you ever wonder what adventure could be hiding just around the corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capability to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Its class-exclusive Google is built in, and it's your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is perfect. Is a perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Armada. It will change what you expect from a full-size SUV. Picture a rugged 4x4 that can seat up to 8 in first-class luxury and style, tow bigger, and explore further in the 2024 Armada. So take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, and Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop at NissanUSA.com. Here's a question about sponsors and cars. Have you ever bought a car off a website? Because I know you, they say we go to shopnissanusa.com. Have you ever just gone on there? Oh, I'll add my things, click buy, and you're ready to go? I highly doubt anyone has. Is it even possible? I know when I was buying my car, I did go on the website and build everything up, got the car, put it into the cart, then went, yeah, I'm just going to go in. It's just around the corner. I'll go talk to the guys and sort that out from there. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> this is what happens when I don't have enough to talk about in a show. It's not, uh, it's not good. Let's talk steals. Kevin Herter, Lou Dort, they're up the top of that list. Lou Dort does have at least that upside in steals. Uh, Huckers is there. Caleb Martin's there. Aaron Wiggins in Oklahoma City. And then Kaysan Wallace as well has that, uh, that ability to get some steals. For blocks, we're going Horford. And then it gets really rough. We might be doing Lou Dort, who maybe gets you one. Lou Cornette at least has got spike value upside. Uh, then it's like Kaysan Wallace, Kevin Herter, and Pig Williams. Obviously, if Bismack Biombo is available, I'd probably slot him number two behind Al Horford, even though the risk is that he doesn't play any minutes. At least he's got block upside and those other guys don't. And when I did the projections for tomorrow, there are only three players who are rostered in under 57% of leagues who projected to have an above average field goal percentage contribution. Again, I haven't projected Biombo for minutes and if I did, he'd be there. But it's Aaron Wiggins, Luke Cornett and five minutes of JaVale McGee. So I'll put it this way. If you're looking to win field goal percentage tomorrow, good luck because I don't know how you're going to do it. It's going to be one of the biggest pulls of all time or your opponent's going to have to have one of the worst shooting days of all time. There is just no one really available who can swing that category. Free throws, there are more. We go Josh Richardson there. Duncan Robertson, Harrison Barnes. These are all guys who can easily go perfect three of three, four of four. You've got Jaime Huckers. You've got Luke Cornett and Isaiah Joe, one of the best shooters, obviously, in the NBA. 
In terms of other categories, three-point percentage, we are looking at Isaiah Joe. For assist to turnovers, Peyton Pritchard is probably that guy, although if Al Horford's available, he's pretty good in that realm as well, same as Herter. Offensive rebounds and free throws made. Unfortunately, it is Lou Dort. Again, Horford may be there, but I did cut these to a bit at 39% marker, so Horford would be in the mix. And then field goals made, I am going with Jaime Jaquez on that list. Lastly, let's chunk it up Sunday through Thursday. This is that Thursday is the last day before the All-Star break. We talked about how to navigate an eight-game fantasy matchup in the earlier show today. So these next five days, there are three quality game days. Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Monday's a big boy with 10. Wednesday's a bigger boy with 13. So Jay Crowder and Leaky Beasley from the Bucks. Chris Middleton's not going to play over this period. Monday they play. That's a higher volume day. But then they got the Tuesday-Thursday combo. So tremendous value in Leaky Beasley across that period and Jay Crowder. Matisse Leibel and the Blazers, one of three teams that play the Tuesday-Thursday combination. Obviously, he does not play on Sunday, but the Tuesday-Thursday is a benefit there. Lou Dort does not play the Thursday, but you got the Sunday and Tuesday combination for the Thunder, one of the better ones there. Joshy Richardson's got the Sunday-Tuesday as well, and then the Heat also play on Wednesday, remembering that there are 13 games on Wednesday, and that is the same, obviously, for Jaime Huckers, Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, who play the Sunday, Tuesday, Kevin Love Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday combo to round out their uh, games played before the um, before the uh, All Star festivities begin, and that is the end of these festivities. Don't forget, if you are here watching on YouTube, giving me one of your thumbs is a great way of doing it. I'm not doing it mafia style with a pair of like hedge trimmers and cutting it off. I just want you to hit the button and ring the bell and leave a comment, and subscribe, and tell your friends. And on audio, do all those things as well. Double bangers unite. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.